Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Hey there, gang. How are we doing today? Having a fine Tuesday, I hope. A 50-50 Tuesday, more likely. 50% negative and 50% positive. Let the good times roll, my friends. All right. So I went to Hawaii about a month ago, had the most amazing time, have never been so adventurous (laughs) on a trip to Hawaii before. Literally, we just kept coming up with the best ideas and the people that we were spending time with kept coming up with the best ideas. And we just went from one best idea to the next. We jumped off cliffs into waterfalls. I skinny dipped at one point. (laughs) I was just with two of my girlfriends. We were in a secluded waterfall. It was completely harmless and so liberating. It was the best. Anyway, on this trip, we ziplined. We saw the sunset from 14,000 feet, the highest mountaintop in the world. I pushed back on that fact a little bit. And then the tour guide schooled me on it being all the way to the ocean floor that gave this mountain its height. So it's fine. I believe him now. It's actually a real thing. Look it up. So anyway, I did all these fun things that I usually don't do when I go to Hawaii. We snorkeled with the manta rays. Like I was gone for 10 days and I felt like I was gone for a month and we just had the best time. And I went to bed at like 10, 1030 every single night. I was up at 7 a.m. I worked out every day. Some days I was working out like two and three times a day because we were hiking and swimming in all these different places. It was such an adventure. My favorite two hikes that we did while we were on the big island, there was one that was called Narnia. That was the skinny dipping one. And it was (laughs) the best day ever. It rained on us. We had such fun people with us. And the husbands all went ahead up to like some higher falls. And so it was just myself and then my friends, Nicole and Jess, Kelly and Jessica had like left and gone back to the car because they couldn't hike in with us to the actual falls. And so it was just Jess, Nicole, and I. And Nicole, well, no, Jess dared me if I skinny dipped that she would buy me nachos. And she doesn't know that I have a longstanding history of skinny dipping in high school and college. If you're with girlfriends and it's a secluded place, why not? Right? Like it's just so freeing. Anyway, I'm not here to promote nudity or illegal streaking or any of that. I'm not telling you to go do that. I'm just telling you that I grew up without cell phones and it was the best time to grow up ever. So anyway, just dared me 
So I did it. I was like, I'm just going to do it. It's going to be so fun. Nobody's going to see me. I'm just going to jump in and get my nachos. And so I did. (laughs) And she ponied up and bought me nachos that night. They were Kailua pork nachos from Huggos on the Rocks, which is one of my favorite restaurants in Kona. So anyway, Narnia was the falls where we did that. And then my other favorite hike that we did was Peepee Falls, aka Boiling Pots. So if you're ever on the Big Island, I would highly recommend getting directions for those two hikes because it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. They're both secluded waterfalls and you literally feel like you're inside of a movie. So we flew to the Big Island, obviously, right? That's where we went. And I noticed as we were landing on the big island, the flight attendants were asking everyone to put their seats up in the upright position and tray tables, right? And then they walk through and they ask to do it again. And I was like, you already told us. We know, right? Because what do they do? If you've ever been on an airplane before, you know. And my mom was a flight attendant, by the way. She was a flight attendant for... um like, I don't know, 37 years for United Airlines, 57 years. I can't even remember. It's 57 years. She started May 10, 67, and she retired in 2001 after 9-11 happened. She took a buyout package because she was pretty close to retiring anyway. So she took a buyout package and she retired. So whatever, 1967 to 2001 is. How many years is that? Anyway, that's what I grew up in. And after I, by the way, after we went to Narnia Falls, she told me, she said, oh yeah, we used to go on that hike all the time when we had our layovers in Kona because my mom and dad, that's how they met. They flew the Kona route. They were both stewardesses and they flew the Kona route. They even had a sailboat on Oahu. I remember that sailboat. They got divorced and sold it shortly after. I was like, I think two and a half or three when they separated and then got divorced. Anyway, so Narnia, boiling pots, flight attendants, and what they say, I could literally give the speeches in my sleep because I grew up on airplanes because I was an only child. I have a stepbrother and stepsister that I lived with during elementary school, or sorry, that I lived with during um, middle school and high school. But most of my transformative years, I lived with my mom as an only child. And so that is a stronger part of my self-concept. And so every weekend we were traveling. My mom would take me on her trips. We would go to Bangkok, Kona. Um, Those are the places we went to the most. And Taiwan, all these different places in Asia. China, (laughs) Australia, New York. We went to all these different places. And so when you're about to land, the flight attendants will come on. And usually it's about like 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes before you land. They come on and they say, we need everyone to... We've begun our initial descent into the Kona airport or whatever you're going to. And they want you to put your seats in the upright position and your tray tables locked. And then they they do that over the intercom. And you'd think that would be enough, right? Like just say it one time. But no, because they're dealing with human beings. So what do they do next? 
they walk through the aisles and then they make eye contact with the humans and they say, please put your tray tables up. Please put your seats up. Thanks so much. And they walk all the way from the front of the plane to the back of the plane. And then they do it again a third time. They walk from the back to the front. And if you have not complied by this third time, they put their hand on the on the seat and they lean into your aisle and they look at you and say, I need you to put your seat in the upright position. At this point, if you've had any trouble, you can say to them, I'm so sorry, I haven't been able to get it up yet. I'm pushing so hard. And then they use their magical strong arms and they push it up for you. And you're like, wow, could it have really been that easy? Yes, yes, it could. Or if you've just been ignoring their announcements, it's now when you know they are serious and you better put that seat up and that tape tray table away or you're going to be in big trouble, right? So three times they tell you. The first time it's just a general announcement. The second time they walk through and look at you and make sure they you know that they're serious. The third time it's individually, one-on-one, I see you get your crap together, right? Why? Why do they do this? Why do they have to ask three times? Because if they don't, the passengers will keep sleeping. They'll keep reclining. They'll keep their tables out. So why not just let them? Like, why not just let me keep my table out? Why not just let me keep my seat reclined? What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that if your seat is in the upright position and your tray table is put away, you have a higher opportunity for success in a crisis. Because the most critical part of any flight are the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes. There's really not that many things that ever go wrong in the middle of the flight. The most dangerous part of the flight is the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes because it's when you're ascending and descending. Now, of course, there's other things that could happen, but statistically speaking, it's safer to fly in an airplane than it is to drive in a car. Now, I've had other flights to Hawaii where... uh, We've had to turn around halfway through because there's been something wrong with the airplane. And if you're less than halfway there, they make you turn around and go back to the the airport that you left from. But if you're more than halfway to Hawaii, then they let you go ahead and go toward the island. But why don't they just let you stay reclined? Why don't they just let you keep sleeping? Why don't they just let you keep that table out? Because they know that in the event of an emergency, that you have a higher chance of success at saving your life, at them being able to save your life, if those two things are taken care of. Now, is it common for planes to crash? No. But if your plane has a problem when it's taking off or landing, I promise you're going to wish you would have watched the video. You're going to wish you would have listened to the flight attendants to get that seat up and that tray table put away. And that is why in our businesses, we need to make sure 
that we're putting our seats in the upright position and putting the tray table away. Because if we're leaving things out in our business, like we're not sending the messages every single day, we're not doing one, 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 we're not sending one message, we're not doing one thing, we're not trying to get one person to do one thing, and we're not doing it once every day. If you're not doing those things every single day, you are less likely to have an opportunity for success. You're less likely. It doesn't mean you're not going to have success. It means you're less likely to have the opportunity for success. It means you're more likely to miss the opportunity for success because you won't be ready. Think about it. If an airplane is crashing and your seat is not up and your table is not put away, you have less opportunity for success in a crisis. In your business, if you're not doing one thing, right? Messaging, posting, follow-up. If you're not doing one thing, if you're not making an effort to get one person to do one thing, new customer, person that wants to make money in your team, someone that could be a dream teamer that you just know if they would just share about the products, they would take off. How can you get them to do one thing? Start a three-way message. How do you get them to invite someone to an event? How do you get them to allow you to come over to their house for a house party or whatever it is? How do you get them to invite someone to a Zoom call? Get them to do one thing. Get curious about what you could say. Try again. You're going to need to ask them more than once. How many times does it take the flight attendants to get you to put your seat in the upright position and put your tray table away? Well, Maybe you, it only takes once, but they do it three times in the aircraft because human beings would rather just keep sleeping. They'd rather just keep reclining. They'd rather just keep their tables out. Why are you letting people on your team in your organization continue to recline? Why are you letting them to keep sleeping? Why are you letting them to keep their tables out? Why do you think you only need to ask them once? That's not enough times. There's a reason the flight attendants do it three times. It's because they know they're dealing with humans. Your business is no different. You got to ask more than once and you got to do it every day. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to harass people. No, no. We're going to spread this out evenly. We're going to be aware of our relationships. Do we need to make more investment in the relationship before we can ask for them to do something for us? Maybe so. We don't know. That's for you to decide. You get to use your gut influence, your gut instinct to answer that question. Is it time yet? Or do we need to keep building the relationship? Keep in mind that whatever the answer is to that question, it is your thought, which means it's all made up. It's not that you have to build relationships for years on end. People need you. They're counting on you to show up for them. They need you to help them. They need you to not quit on them. They need you to stop avoiding sending the message. They need you to post. They need you to follow up. They need you to keep asking. They need you to continue to be a friend. 
They're counting on you. As you continue to do one thing, one person every day, and you understand that doing this consistently, motivation not required, remember? Good thing, because I'm not motivated to work on my business very often, but I am consistent. Motivation is not required for success. Consistency is, and I can be consistent every day if I choose. The more you do this, the greater the opportunity for success is yours. What are you going to pick, my friends? Get ready to take off. Get ready to land. When you do this, your business will truly fly. Bye, guys. Aloha. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.